Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on today is on Paranormal Games. Which, for those of you that are kind of like, Paranormal Games, what's that? Right. Games that are around that people play to conjure up spirits or do something freaky and stuff like that. Yeah. So, disclaimer, uh, we are not responsible for the bullshit that might happen to you if you do play these. Yeah, so don't play them. Like, But... Uh, but don't not play them. No, like don't play them at all because. But not play no, them? like don't okay. just yeah. Yeah, uh, if you want to, like you said, it's on your own record. But yeah, and if you're under eighteen, didn't hear from us. If you're under eighteen, I'm going to go ahead and say this. If you're listening and you're under the age of eighteen, do not do any of these games without parental consent. That is in there. <laughs> to the internet. I know, but I'm just saying we are not responsible. Yeah, that's it. We're not responsible for anything that happens if you want to do it, but yeah. Anyway, uh, different paranormal games have existed for a long period of time. I mean, not, nothing new. A lot of these are like most creepy pastas and stuff like that people talk about. Yeah. Like uh, Ouija board is technically a game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a paranormal game. One of yeah. the oldest ones in existence. You know, Bradley, Mark, the, the people, I mean, Monopoly and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Took the idea and turned it into a game. Now, we always, we had an episode on Ouija boards, you know, way back when. And we basically, nothing good has ever come from ever doing it. Now, there's different paranormal investigators that kind of swear by it. There's different people that are high up in, like, the paranormal community that said there's no problem with it. It's just, like, from my personal family history, too, like, they've played them and bad stuff has happened. So, Well, it's 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 a tool, like anything in a paranormal mm-hmm. sense of that, but it's a dangerous one. Yeah. Um, mostly because it's... I mean, you can use a uh, what we call a SP7, and you're technically doing the same thing. You're trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. The difference is with a Ouija board, you're trying to conjure that spirit into mm-hmm. the plane of where you are. <clears throat> and I think that's a big, big like part of these games is a lot of the times you're conjuring something, so you have to be very careful when you. Like, if you're going to play these games. Like, I know there is one, and I can't find a, find what it is. Because, obviously, a lot of these games are, like, told word of mouth and are spread, like, on forums and the internet webs and stuff like that. But, like, there was a game, and I remember my friend talking about it. We were young. We were, like, 10, 11, 12, something like that. It was a sleepover. And she was saying, because I had a baby sister, right, that was, like, 10 years younger than me. And, um... So it was a, whatchamacallit, basically I was supposed to sit in a dark room, close the door in a rocking chair, which my mom has, and I was supposed to rock with my sister, and there's like some saying I'm supposed to say three times, and then when I like go for the light switch to turn the light on, right, there's supposed to be like something that comes and like scratches you and like almost like possesses the kid. Which, you know, that's not fun. But I can't find out. I like I can't find where that was. She said she read it one time on like an internet forum. But um, I think that, I don't know. It's really creepy though. But that was the thing. Like, And I think a lot of the problems too is these games open up portals. Like literally I remember reading about a game like you're literally forcing a demon inside a doll. That to me is just that's no bueno at all. Now, sometimes uh, that's mm-hmm. why we say play on your own risk, but especially just not. 
Uh, some of these games are based on old rituals. Exactly. You think it's a game. T- yeah, some of these games are based on old rituals that somehow entwine their way into current societies as games, mm-hmm. as they would be rituals way back who knows ever. Uh, one of them, funny enough, is Bloody Mary. Now, I know you might have been, you know, co-host, co-host, what's the word I'm looking for? Co-horse. There you go. Into playing it. I don't even think that was correct. I don't but know. Okay. They know what we're trying to say. Uh, into playing it, like on a sleepover or a party or something like that. Hey, go into the room. Or even as a kid, especially I know me as a young kid, especially spending nights over at other guys' houses and stuff like that. We would like dare each other to do it and see who was brave enough or not. Um, to go into the dark in, in, in a bathroom and say, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary three yeah. times into the mirror and she will appear and ah, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, funny enough, before I get into the history of her, funny thing happened. Uh, we, I was in on it, but <laughs> I was still a little surprised when it happened. Uh, we actually got one of the guys to go in the bathroom and do that, but what we didn't tell him is that one of the other guys was in the shower behind the curtain. So three of us were in there with him, and I wasn't saying it, but I knew what was going to happen. And he said, blah, 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 into the, the mirror. And then like three seconds later, right? I hear, ah, he jumps out of the curtain. Fucking guy. Scream like a girl. <laughs> oh, but it was funny. I like scared of shit. But yeah, I didn't know when he was going to pop out. When he did, I was like, oh, oh shit. But yeah, I wasn't scared as anyone else, but because mm. I wasn't on the joke. Wow. Yeah, shit we used to do when we were bored. Um, uh, on the history of Bloody Mary, uh-huh. right, uh, is a legend of a ghost, a phantom, or spirit conjured to reveal the future. Is the reason why she was associated. Now, Bloody Mary is based on uh, Queen Mary. I forget which one, Queen Mary the Third or something like that. Yeah, it was something. The like Irish that. Queen or something. Yeah, she was notorious for killing and, and pillaging and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. called her Bloody Mary. Uh, and that's the spirit that they're trying to pull up to gain knowledge of the future. So essentially, it was a ritual, right? Um, the ritual. Uh, encourage young women to walk up a flight of stairs backwards, mm-hmm. holding a candle and a hand mirror. I don't know. A hand mirror, like yeah. what you have? Yeah. Uh, in a darkened house, as they gaze into the mirror, they're supposed to be able to catch a view of their future husband's face. Yeah. I don't know if I did that. <laughs> uh, there was ever a chance they would see a skull or the face of the Grim Reaper. Instead, in in uh, indicating that they were going to die before they would have a chance to marry. Yeah. Why not just go to a tarot card reader or something? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know how that evolved into the idea of, you know, talking into a mirror, you know, saying her name to provoke her. But it got into a ghost story and where it is today and stuff like that. I think they made a movie on it. it was, it was I think, too, good. like that movie, The Grudge, kind of like helped the idea. Because that's like what I always thought when they would talk about Bloody Mary, like she would come through the mirror and stuff like that. It made me think of the grudge. So, um, okay. So I have one. Um, of course, this is an article from the thought catalog, thought catalog. And basically they took six paranormal games that, um, the title of the article is six paranormal games that could ruin your entire life. If you dare to play, which I agree. If you read what some of these things are, it's not necessarily a game. It is like straight up stuff. So this, there's one called the one man hide and go seek. And I'm just going to tell you right now, like literally that does not sound fun. One man hide and go seek. So 
This Literally, actually, huh? I got a fart brewing. And oh, my God. Okay. It, might, it might come out with Oh, my gosh. You know okay. So, <laughs> um, basically, this game, quote unquote, uh, is dealing with necromancing at its core. Um, you basically summon a spirit into the body of a doll who then plays hide and seek with you. So, yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me see. I feel like that's how, uh, what's her face, uh, Annabelle might have been created. You know, it's possible. Yeah. That doesn't sound, um, it, dang, it even tells you what you, so you're supposed to do it in a bathroom. Um, you have to have a doll, some, okay, scissors or something sharp, that doesn't sound pleasant. <laughs> uh, red thread and needle, rice, hair, or nail clippings from yourself, which that does not sound appetizing. Um, and salt water in a cup. So you have to name the doll, and it will not work if you haven't named a doll, and you cannot give the doll your name. Once you have everything, you are supposed to go into the bathroom, cut the doll open, which that's scary. Like, who does that? Just saying. Psychopath? Remove all the fluff and filling, then restuff it with the rice and clippings. Yeah, that's straight. Like, Create a voodoo doll yourself. Sew the doll back up with the red thread, using any remaining thread to tie up the doll. Run a bath filled with water. Put the doll on the sink counter and go to your hiding spot. Place a cup of salt water in the sharp... Oh my god, why would you put the sharp object on the floor of your hiding spot? That's literally what it says. It says, place the cup of salt water and the sharp object on the floor of your hiding spot. Once the time reaches 3 a.m., which you shouldn't be doing stuff like that. Yeah. That time, anyways, because the veil is thin. So you put, you say the name and then say, is it? Is it? Yeah. So, like, Paul, is it? Oh. Anyways, ugh, creepy. But you're supposed to say that three times. Go into the bathroom, put the doll into the water filled tub, and then turn off all the lights in your house. Okay, again, that does not sound. Hey, want to get murdered by a doll? (laughs) Sounds like a Chucky film. After you've done that, go to your hiding spot, turn on your TV, close your eyes, count to ten, then pick up the shop object and go back into the bathroom. The doll should still be there. So then you're supposed to say to the doll, I found you with the name. After you say this, you have to stab the doll with the sharp object. Again, that does not sound. So this is an actual game that has been found on like forums and stuff. Uh, I don't want to say it's made up, but it sounds made up. And you're supposed to hold the salt water in your mouth. Don't swallow it. Just hold it in your mouth. Ew. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, everybody don't do this. And literally, like, it tells you to shut your phone off. You're supposed to remain as calm and silent as possible, especially if you think the doll's in the room with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're doing this, but then they advise you, keep some natural salt with you and line the door to the room you're in. Keep some religious tools with you if that makes you feel safer. Like, to me... That just is a bad situation ready to happen. Because that's the thing, like, when you open these portals, if you're not aware, if you're not, like, familiar, especially because most of these games are played not by paranormal investigators, unless they're trying to test a theory or test something, but, like, normal people that are just, like, looking to do stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. Or, like, let's get, let's, let's, let's just see the paranormal just for a little bit, you know, just, just for the sleepover, you know? And, like, that's how you get, you allow things to come in. That's literally inviting something to come in. Yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. Now, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
got one here. Uh, the Three Kings Cross. Yeah. Right. It's essentially a very a way to, uh, if you want to see a spirit in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, this is another very popular paranormal game. In, other, in order to play this game, you'll need to find a place where there's no light that can enter. Right. So around midnight, uh, go to that room with candles, two preferably, um, and two large mirrors, two large ones, like I guess a full length one or whatever. Um, you're supposed to have three chairs in there, right? Which I guess that, anyway. and any memorable significant object for you from your childhood that place, uh, then properly, I guess in the chairs. That's weird. After you're done, leave the, leave the door open and come into your bedroom. Go there again after three and make sure everything's in the exact same position as you left them. So I guess you set this up in your room. Two large mirrors angle at different angles. Wait. Oh, the, the mirrors? Yeah. Once you assume your seats, look straight into the mirror at your own reflection. After a few minutes, you should start to sense a weird presence around you and try to communicate with you. Some people say they claim they felt that the other person was none other than their own spirit. What? Yeah. That's creepy. Now, this always reminds me of this device. I forget what it's called. Uh, a paranormal guy. I think I wish I could remember. I know. Well, maybe I'm talking about someone right now. What I'm talking about. But he invented a device. Mm-hmm. It's not, a, not anything scientific or anything, but it was able to conjure spirits of people that you care about. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the most a more effective uh directive Ouija board, right? But it had nothing to do with the board or anything like that. Essentially that you would stare into a mirror at an angle that your own reflection is not at. And it has to be in a dark room. And this guy built a kind of like a phone booth style version of this, right? That you could fit in, sit sit down and see the mirror, but it's at an angle that you can't see yourself. And you light a candle, a single light that's dim. And you're staring into the mirror and you try to communicate, conjure essentially, someone you want to talk to, right? And you're supposed to be able to see or feel who's there. Mm-hmm. Like, say you want to talk to your aunt or something like that. You would be able to feel her presence and her emotions as she talks to you. Now, you don't have to be a psychic or medium to do this. You just have to, you know, be trying to communicate and take it seriously. Yeah, but I feel like that's still. Yeah, because if your mind is at the wrong place at the wrong time, you could bring something dark into that. That's kind of like Rananautica, like. Well, right now, okay, you're searching for something. Yeah. But that's a game. I didn't even think about that. Like, when I was... That's, well, that's, it's on the list. Okay. Well, one of my games that I came across, which it sounds like yeah, it would not... Like, it probably wouldn't work, and it's, like, cheesy and kind of stupid, but I feel like if the... Again, if your mind's at the right spot, at the right, like, kind of, like, stuff, something might happen... Um, so basically this one was in a YouTube, this is still from the thought uh, catalog uh, article and this is called the closet game. Um, this person who wrote the article actually heard this through a YouTube video from most amazing top 10. The person that wrote this article even said like, it made me question, question why anyone would want to do this to begin with. So basically you need a closet, a match and something to light the match. And then basically you step into your closet with an unlit match and you say the words show oh i'm not gonna say it you say this the line it's like i'm not gonna say the whole thing oh i'm not gonna say the whole thing because i feel like i'm like anyways there's a line that you say about the light and darkness and basically you're supposed to hear a demon whisper to you um 
When you hear the whisper, you must immediately light your match and step out of your closet. If you light the match in time and don't get pulled into hell by a closet demon, then basically you won the game. Why? Why? Mm -hmm. Why? (laughs) It says, oh, you should never open your closet in the dark again, or you might risk meeting the demon you invited into your closet. That right there makes the most sense out of that little blurb about the closet game. Like, <clears throat> some of these games, too, you don't know if you're opening a portal and letting things in afterwards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you might not see anything. You might think, ah, it was nothing. And then you really did open a portal or conjured something or brought something in. You know, and like I said, a lot of the times people playing these games are just, like, n- not normal people, but, like, people that aren't familiar with the paranormal world. So... They're doing it without, like, any protection in the house. They're doing it with, like, not thinking anything of it. Just like, eh, whatever, you know? Now, going on to, I mean, that's, you know. uh, (laughs) Sorry, my mind's just skate for a second. (laughs) Going on to what we talked about a second ago, Renanautica. Another paranormal game. Which I cannot play. I've gotten warning shots about not playing that. Um, The app, which the creators claimed was inspired by the chaos theory. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, guide your board's theory of de- uh, devire. I guess I'm saying that right. Offers a user three types of coordinates to choose from: uh, an attractor, a void, or anomaly. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the app is a cult following on YouTube. Blah blah. blah. Anyway, the history: a twenty. Oh, he was twenty nine. Uh, it was actually you know it was created by a guy named Joshua Lingerfield. Uh, discovered a bot called Phantom Project in a fringe science chat group and. T- on Telegram in January 2019. He so he absorbed the project's theories about how random exploration could break people out of their, you know, predetermined realities and how people could influence random outcomes in their minds. Um a Telegram okay. bot using Phantom's project code generated coordinates. He then created a subreddit, Randonauts, in March of October or in March and in October, uh developer made the bot's webpage. So it's almost like he created a lore behind it to create the app at the same time. Now, what I've learned about Randonautica and seen a few TikToks and YouTube things on it, people have gone from places just randomly. Uh, some people have entered in places that are fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Like one guy shared a TikTok. I remember he said he ran out of a thing and he took him out to the middle of nowhere to his old car and he heard screaming in the woods. Get out. He's like, you know, oh, oh, time to leave. Is, yeah, like mm-hmm. I actually... I have never played Randonautica, but like I, I feel like it, it would be setting me up for, because like with anything, with having medium abilities, I don't know, cause you know, like it takes your intent. Yeah. Right. Well, the whole thing of the game, let me explain it so people understand. If you never played it yourself, mm-hmm. um, you open up the app, it basically runs on the guest chaos theory, but almost like quantum entanglement thought process is what it says. Um, you, Put in your location. You're looking for those three different things, an anomaly, a tractor, or, you know, an apparition, whatever like that. And uh, you can have all three at the board at the same time if you want to or just one specific one. And they have all different perspectives of what each one does. Um, but you create your intent in your mind or out loud of what you want to find. I want to find blah, blah, blah. I want to find ghosts. I want to find bliss. I want to find whatever. And it randomly generates something on the map. Of how far the radius you want to look. And it's local. It's not like all the way in New York or something and you're fucking in Chicago. Um, 
it goes to your coordinates and then you go to that location. Now that location can take you somewhere random. It can take you to your house. Hell, who knows where on the map that pin's going to fall. Mm-hmm. And then you go there. Sometimes you get nothing. Nothing ever happens. And sometimes people encounter some scary ass shit. Oh, yeah. Like I've, I feel like a good place to go is either Reddit or um, TikTok for like experience stories. I remember when the app, it was kind of like a big thing for everybody to kind of do it. And there was a whole bunch of like TikTokers doing their experiences. And there was basically, there was a group of, I think it was like four or five people. They were, you know, it was, they're not teenagers, but they were like older, younger adults. And they were doing it just to see, you know, the craze and all that stuff. And some of them were already TikTokers, so they wanted to record it. And, uh, I forgot, everyone else said something like plain, like it wasn't like anything scary. But there was one person in the group that was thinking of, I think the lady, the lady said like dark witch or something like that. Like, she, like it popped in her head and she kept repeating it, like to go find a dark witch. And they ended up taking them to a location that satanic stuff took place. Mm. But that's why, like, when you do it in a group, it's got to be kind of like a unison thing. And that's why, like, with me, where my mind is constantly going and there's, you know, like, dark messages and, like, light messages coming through. Because, obviously, like, I can feel the light. Sometimes I get messages from, like, darker entities and darker stuff and, like, warning shots and stuff like that. And I don't want something influencing my intent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm not going to... Now, something I never told you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've actually played it. What? You freak. <clears throat> yeah, I played it one night after the gym. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. I was, um, so wanted to see if it actually works. I saw, uh, um, so I did that. I had the intent to find dark entities or something like that. And it took me behind a target. Hmm. Then the, the target? Yeah, one in town. Interesting. I didn't feel anything. No, no charging of my hands or anything like that. So but there's like, water there. Yeah, there's a river. And there's also wooded areas. It kind of goes into another neighborhood. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, then I did it again because I was like, okay, I got it wrong. So and then it took me to a neighborhood in our, sorry, it took me a house in our neighborhood. Oh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. There's a and lot my hand was charging a little bit. So I reached out, trying to find where it was in case this person had dark entities in their home. Took it out for them. Oh my god. <laughs> They're having like, should we call, should we call like an exorcist or something like that? Like there's so much crazy stuff and then all of a sudden the next day it's gone. Nah, it was smoke. It was nothing, yeah. nothing bad. Um, but yeah, so it kind of does work, but you gotta hit it multiple times. You had to have the true. No, in I your think, I think you're, they were correct with the, with the, cause you gotta think depending this area, like, a lot, it's built up a lot. It used to all be, number one, it used to be all swamp. Number two, this area also used to be, um, like when people were going out west, like pioneers, mm. that's where they were. There's Native American stuff here. There's, I mean, it's possible that they, even though it's in the back of a target, <laughs> there still could be some dark stuff. I was like, here? All right, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anymore. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I just like got dazed and. Um, actually, while you were doing that, um, I wanted to share too, um, like some Randonautica stories that I found. So, um, 
on PocketTactics.com, they basically condensed a bunch of Randonautica Reddit stories. Um, some of these aren't scary. Like, for instance, this person said they, they sent their intent to find treasure. And they basically came across a table of free food in the middle of, like, whatever. Oh, that was weird. Or a sign from a friend. So, basically, someone went on a trip in the hopes of receiving a sign from their departed friend, Zach. After some searching, they came across a poster saying, remember, Zach. You know, it's kind of like Randonautica kind of is almost like what psychics and mediums do. Like, if there's a message that needs to come through... It's like, it's not, but it is. Well, that, remember that, I forgot what that, uh, the, the, the way you can turn yourself into a pendulum. If people, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, actually, I've actually done that before. Yeah. And that's actually correct because, like, uh, my sister, I don't know any of her teachers, right? And I said, ask me, like, about your teachers. And it was correct. Like, say, like, say she has Miss Watkins, right? Miss Watkins is my English teacher, and I would answer yes or no. And sometimes she'd give me the wrong, like my Mrs. Grimm's is my artist teacher. Mm. Uh, there's no art art teacher, you know? And it was actually correct. So basically, like, how they say to do it is, like, you basically go um, yes, and you fall forward, no, and you fall back. Like, you make yourself fall forward, you make yourself, it's basically calibrating yourself. And it's basically you talking to your higher self is what, the theory behind it is. That's what I was you know, about to say. It's uh, right now, it almost is like manifesting in a sense. You're talking mm-hmm. to your higher self to manifest the reality, or the reality, but the destination of where you want to go. So your intent is, your intent is true and it's honest to yourself. It will take you where you need to go. The only thing right now, does is basically pinpoint it for you in the area where you need to go. Yeah. So. Hmm. Which I would suggest, Renatica, if you have good intentions, if you're out to seek ghosts, uh, be careful what you encounter. Yeah. Especially if you encounter anything dark at whatsoever. Yeah. Or even like, like the, the, I forgot someone, someone didn't do like an evil, it wasn't a bad intent, right? Mm. But it took them somewhere that was bad. Like it was, it was something like, Take me to, I don't know, I forgot, but it was like something about, like, take me to a bridge or something like that. And it ends up being like a really haunted bridge that like satanic rituals took place at and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So you got to be careful on either ends of it. Now, do you remember back in old, old 2012, 13? I don't remember when. I was out of high school, but mm-hmm. probably you were still in school. A mm-hmm. uh, stupid game that kids would play called Charlie Charlie. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and also everyone's like, oh, I remember that piece of shit. Yeah. That was dangerous to play because what was told, or at least the rumor was, is that all them kids were conjuring or giving strength to a certain demon by playing it. Because it's like playing a Ouija board. The whole thing of the game is you put two pencils on top of each other or pens, anything they can balance. And you balance them on a piece of paper, and you write yes, no, in four corners around the the pencils or pens, however you want to do the sticks, essentially. And you ask questions, and sometimes the pencil or pen will point in the yes or no. Right? Did they find out who Charlie Char like Charlie is? It died out. But so, did they find out who it is? Like, I mean, there was rumors and stuff. People think Charlie was another name for a certain demon, uh, possibly Zozo. Um, no, I hate that. Don't. Uh. Yeah, which Sorry. he's the demon that possesses the Ouija board. 
Um, his name pops up majority of the time with Ouija boards. So there was a, they had their theory that he was now influencing that game because it works like the Ouija board in the sense of asking questions more, more direct. Mm-hmm. But, um, believe me, if, if he gave him ability, he gave him powers at that certain time because everyone and anyone was playing that stupid game. I remember it was all over Vine. Remember Vine Kids? Oh, yeah. Am I old as shit right now? <laughs> I remember when Redbox had to send it to your house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Or Netflix. Remember Netflix, yeah. You had to send, yeah, Netflix. We got him DVDs that, to your do house. Do you remember that uh, video game rental thing, the Gamefly? It still exists. Really? Yeah. It's not doing very good, though. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we're missing all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that the whole thing uh, was essentially that it was created, and that created a lot of, you know, Bad, 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 bad situations. Now let's go across the world uh, to a game called Kokori-san. Kor- Kokori-san. Uh, it's a popular game in Japan. Japanese alphabets are written on a piece of paper, and the coin is placed over it. Now I think you probably do this with the English alphabet too, unless they have to be the Japanese alphabet. But it was created there. Uh, people try to summon the entity uh, by re- re- repeatedly calling out his name and asking him questions. Soon the coin will begin to move and slowly spell out the answer. Oh, it's like a, it's like their Ouija board. Oh. That's weird. Um, <laughs> the game was pop, uh, popular in Japan, but they actually banned it. Jeez. Because anyone who takes the paranormal seriously, it's the Japanese. With their, you know, suicide forest yeah. being ever so far. <laughs> Which, that's actually an upcoming episode in May, is Japanese uh, lores and legends. Now, um, I don't know if it's a paranormal game. Is it just is scary? Because after everyone watched The Conjuring, no one wants to probably play it. But if you're brave enough, uh, hide and clap. What? You know, remember they played that in The Conjuring? Hide and clap. They did? Yeah. A hide and go clap or something like that. That doesn't sound fun. Or hide like... and clap in the dark. Anyway. Um, I guess the two ways you can play it is either you blindfold the person who's looking for everybody, the seeker, and you clap in order for them to find you. Right, or you played in complete darkness, and you, the person hiding, and the seeker don't know where each other are. You just clapping in the dark, and that person will try to find you in the darkness, but you don't know if they're coming or not. That's the more extreme way. Now, the scary part is, what if what finds you is not the person, actual human? No. Oh my gosh, these all sound terrifying. Like, and I'm well, hiding clap seems more like innocent but slightly scary game because imagine like you're you're clapping right and you're you're trying to get found by the seeker and the seeker finds you and scares the shit out of you. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I didn't know they played it in the Conjuring. I gotta watch that movie. I watched it in the theaters, but like, and it's like iconic as far as like amongst the paranormal. Community, 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 commun, community. You rapping over there? What's going on? <laughs> uh, my words are just, I don't know. All right. Fading. Now, uh, I think I talked about this last episode or a couple episodes ago. I can't remember. Anyway, the elevator game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, scary game and stuff like that. All, all about pressing the elevators and get to the right levels and going back and forth. If a woman enters after you do the second part of it, um, don't look at her. Don't communicate with her. Because if you do, she'll kill you. And then there's Jeez. a other part where you finally get to the other world. 
right? You get to another world that looks all different than ours and stuff like that. The sky's red and black, and you see a distant cross on fire in the distance and stuff like that. It's like real freaking scary shit. Don't stay there long because you might yeah. get stuck. Which you know what? I I don't know. You remember? I think it was a couple of years ago. Stickers was having those Halloween commercials. Oh yeah. And um, there was a one where like a, a guy opened up an elevator, right? And it led to a dark room, and there was a I think it was a woman standing like off in the distance, like like that. And she wasn't looking at him, right? And he was like, "Hello," and he goes into the room. It's all dark, mind you, except for the light coming from the elevator. And he he looks at her, right? And as he gets closer, she moves forward. Ew. And he moves back, and she moves back with him. He moves side to side, and she's always like mirroring his moves, right? And he turns around to look at the elevator, and that's when it happens. He flips positions with her because she turns around as he turns around, and now she can go towards the elevator, and she runs to the elevator past him, and she goes, "I'm sorry," and he goes in the elevator. He goes, "What?" And it closes, and he's trapped there. And then the next part of the the commercial is that someone else opens the door to the same room, and he's down going. <laughs> Like, and he's the one that's stuck there. <laughs> this this is, this is a Snickers commercial. <laughs> uh, uh, look it up on um, YouTube. I find it. I was like, when I watched it, I was like, what the hell? It's like a really like, short, like horror movie. Mm. Like the whole person, like everyone's stuck there. And the only way to do it is get the person so to turn around. So what's the point of the Snickers? I don't forget what the part. It was the student or hungry grab a Snickers at the end. <laughs> Don't get stuck. I don't know. Some stupid shit. But yeah, I remember I saw the commercial. I was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Look that up. It's it's like, it's, I wish they would like, that made a movie just at that because the whole process of it was like, that could have been the elevator game thing. Mm. Yeah. That sounds. Uh... So, any more on your list? No? Nope. <laughs> we went through them all. Yeah. Now you know what I always thought it was a not a paranormal game, but it is a game. Well, hide and go clap, I guess. No, hide and go seek. When we played it as kids, right? Depending on how you played it and where you played it, it, could be scary. It also could be like I think it's coming close to the end of the episode. It's kind of mm-hmm. short, but yeah. Um, paranormal updates. Uh, I don't think we really had much investigating. No, this which funny enough, we're investigating tonight. So yeah, a local case and uh, for, for uh, certain people, but um. I think it was one thing that um figured out, and I, I talked about this on the live with Elsa, um, who is now, well, she's I guess she's coming as, as a member of the team. Yeah. Um, that one of our other investigations and other things we've done in the past, um, I had a flashback during this investigation. I think the last one we did, um, of the same place in the woods, but it was daytime. And it was almost like I was a Native American, which I do have Native American ties. Um, I'm not, as I told by my mother, 100% Mexican. I thought I was. Uh, according to her, her grandmother was Native American and her grandfather was Spanish, which is technically that is the Mexican race because we're half Spaniard, half Aztec. Um, but this is more like, I guess, the American version of it. I don't know. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I have ties to Native American. So it's weird that I would have a flash, like almost like a flashback, uh, while walking through the woods and I'm like in Native American dress, you would say. But it was during the day, but 
Well, in the flashback it was during the day, but I was at nighttime, so that was that was strange. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But All you right. getting stuff over there? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I just got bombarded with like, uh, I don't know. I like. I'm like <laughs> kind of like vibing weird right now. All right. On paranormal games, and essentially that is, like I was said in the beginning, based on almost rituals. And even new ones that are created today are almost a ritualistic state that trying to conjure up a spirit to communicate with or talk to or even gain knowledge from, uh, which is almost a form of necromancy because you're trying to control the spirit in order to get information out of or use it to your own, you know, your own uh, beneficial benefits, beneficialness. Try the word. Anyway. Um, and same can work for trying to conjure demons, which I suggest not to, because they are not your friends. Even if they say they are trying to give you information, they're just doing it to trick you, to get into, destroy you, whatever. So I always suggest not to do anything yeah. in that situation. Even if you look up stuff, don't. It's it's not worth it. Yeah. Because they'll be having calling us, my paranormal team, to get rid of it for you. Yeah. Anyway. Um. But yeah, when it comes to paranormal games like this, play it caution. And play with good intentions. You can play them if you want. Any ones we talked about. Talked about. But I would suggest not if um, you don't want anything scary to happen. Rhinotica, I think, is probably the best bet to finding something. Because at least it takes you to a certain place. And kind of gets you out and about your house. Especially now after, well, still technically in the pandemic. But um, if you ever want to get out of the house and go out to you know wilderness or something like that. I would suggest doing that. Because yeah, it gets you out so you don't go crazy. Get stir, get a cabin fever. But, um, look like you're uh, getting bombarded with messages. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> much over here. <laughs> Lord, it's crazy because I don't, I don't think you guys can actually hear it, but like, bef- right before I was fine and then I started feeling kind of nauseous and I was like, oh no. And then I heard like a, on my left earphone and that was the case if it was like my ear doing something weird, I would have heard it the whole time or like, random parts and so i was like let me just turn ghost tube on and set it aside and see if like like hey stop messing with me while i'm doing the episode talk to the ghost tube and there's like some connections like that makes sense hmm. well we're gonna cut it short before you start going yeah going weird and start <laughs> saying random things yeah um next week's episode creepiest creepy pastas oh yes yeah we can talk so about Slenderman, Slenderman. and uh, was it? And I'm going to talk about my weird theory of how I feel like Slenderman and the Hatman are conjointed. The same thing. Same thing. Not conjointed. That's weird, Megan. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yes. So catch that one. Always, guys, you can catch our our, uh, our social media uh, and uh, Instagram at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast, uh, Twitter at Hidden the Shaw Six, our TikTok Hidden in the Podcast Two. I'm not seeing the Boston accent. That's how it's spelled. Uh, we do for Facebook. I don't care about it. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> you also got a YouTube. Uh, if you, um, want to listen to future episodes or past ones on YouTube, you can go there as well. Uh, we also have the website, hiddenintheshadowspodcast.com, where you get links to all the social media and all our forms of listening to us and also updates on different things, blogs by Megan and, um, a page where, or a section that could be where our future merch goes if Megan gets off her butt about it. Hey. <laughs> Anyway, um, also check out the paranormal team we're part of with their social medias at hit, uh, sorry, at no quarter, no quarter paranormal, uh, on Instagram. 
Uh, there has a tree link to most of anywhere else you can find him on, on Twitter and TikTok. Uh, as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes. <laughs>